As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're recording Midweek Howl, number 5,721, uh, is, now, is now underway. What did they say on Hee Haw? Salute. <laughs> I thought it was gloom, despair, yeah. agony on me. They did something else. Didn't remember? They'd do something and he'd go, salute. Listen, today, as we're um, uh, loading up the uh, the mail trucks, one of the guys, it's, he's not he's maybe like three years younger than me. And I start singing one of my favorite Buck Owens songs, um, Act Naturally. Oh, you yeah. Because they get the, you know, they're going to put me in the movies or whatever. Oh, yeah. And he's he's like, he didn't register with him. And I said, you don't know who Buck Owens is? And he goes, no. I go, you never saw Hee Haw? And he goes, ah, maybe when I was like three. Like, okay, I got nothing. If you don't know who Buck Owens is and or Hee Haw, then I I don't know. You know what's crazy? Uh, not crazy, but um, there is there's some videos out there of Buck Owens on some variety shows. And he's a mean guitar player. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean... A mean get not only fiddle, not only banjo, but a mean guitar player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's crazy is is uh, one of, uh, one of our guests on the paranormal part of the podcast uh, has his name's Happy. He's become a friend of mine. He's he just last week sent me this clip of Buck Owens at a must have been a show. And he's like talking ahead, you know, introducing whatever it is he's going to do. And he just matter of factly goes, and uh, my wife left me yesterday. 
like that was part of it. Like, I'm going to sing, act naturally, and uh, my wife yeah. left me yesterday. <laughs> so did like, she, or was that just part, did you make that up? No, it was real. It was real. She just left me. It's just well, like. <laughs> you know, well, I ain't going to say what they say down here, because I know we've got some good Christian listeners, but. <laughs> uh, that doesn't matter. Good, They'll forgive you if they're good Christian listeners. Maybe. I don't know. You know, you never read about the Crusades, have you? Uh, <laughs> best way to get over the last one is to get under the next one. What they say. <laughs> oh man! Um, so I so um, I'm going to tell you something that happened to me yesterday. It was a first. Okay, yep. it was a first. Yep. <clears throat> so we um, Todd, who's been on the on the podcast with us, you know, we run mm-hmm. a big trash big, man, mm-hmm. trash man. Yeah. We run like a, um, girls, AAU basketball program here in North central Ohio. And yesterday in, in, he got a deal where we could take the, took one of the teams of sixth grade girls and they played halftime of the Ohio state women's basketball program or team yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, Christy and Izzy and I went down a little bit early to do a little shopping. And there's a there's a mall there um, called Easton and part of Columbus. It's a nice outdoor mall. And they got a store I like to go to called Trader Joe's. You know, like it's a... Um, yeah, I know what like Trader a, Joe's is. They have Minneapolis, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I like to go there because... They're, um, they're you know, they're going to finish and I'll tell you my Trader Joe's story. Okay. Maybe not. You might not because once I, I get I guarantee you I'm going to say it. Okay. Okay. So, so the parking lot, like... They had been shopping, and we walked out to the car, got in the car, drove maybe 150 yards down to the Trader Joe's, parked in front. You got in the parking lot in front of the Trader Joe's. As we're walking up to the Trader Joe's, pow, pow, like two just huge bangs, and Izzy doesn't even hesitate she's like down back to the car christy's like whoa oh my god those are gunshots and i'm like i don't know what those were the guy up ahead of us he's on the ground he's got his he's covering his kid and i'm like looking around like is this is did somebody just shoot a gun like out here in the, like what is going on like we're in downtown you know we're in columbus and and the guy scoops his kid up and kind of, and the kid's crying. And he kind of, he goes, hey, I just think that was a car backfired. Um, but we're going to get out of here. And I'm like, I'm scoping out like where, I, like it came from where we just came from. You know, like where we had gotten our car and drove down to Trader Joe's. And I'm looking, I don't see anybody scrambling. I don't hear any sirens. I don't hear any screaming, yelling. I, I, I don't know what that was. I go, Christy, I don't think that was a car backfiring, but I go, I've never heard a gun sound, you know, I never heard a, you know, gunshot sound like that. I, it, to me, it sounded like a cannon going off. And she How goes, many of them? One, two, three? Two, two, boom, boom, just back to back. And she goes, well, you know, in between these buildings and stuff, it might sound like that. And I, I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't see any commotion or anything. So, yeah, we go into Trader Joe's and I asked, like, 
I asked the people in there, did you guys hear that? Nope, nothing. So, you know, we, we get our groceries and go to the game. And as we're heading home from the game, I said, yeah, I wonder what that was at the mall. You know, I wonder what that was. And she looked it up. Sure. On the news. Sure enough, one dude got was mad at another dude. Shot. Shot at him twice. Missed him. Shot at him twice. So I, I, I've never been in a situation like that where some, I was that close to some people just shooting at each other. And uh, I, it was crazy. I mean, I don't even, I mean, I don't even know how to, it's like surreal, you know, like that happened. Like I didn't see it, but I mean, it was, it was within, you know, a hundred yards of it happening. There you go. I feel, almost feel like you in your career as a law enforcement. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been around anybody that was actively shooting. I'll have to think, but I don't think I've ever been around anybody actively shooting. In your whole career, you never were around anybody that actively shot, huh? Well, I mean, I was there post people being shot, but they usually quit shooting when back in my day, they quit shooting when the cops rolled up because the cops shot them. Nowadays, <laughs> I, I don't know what they got going on. Right. But we have talked at length about yes. how good the criminals used to be compared to the turds walking around nowadays. Okay? Yes. The criminals used to be better behaved. Yes, they totally were because they understood there was consequences to be had. But unfortunately, nowadays. That's not the case. Uh, that's that appears not to be the case. Yes, and I don't really want to go off on a tangent. What I was, I was, what made me think about that. First of all, I want to say if it was a real gunshot, you would know it, but obviously you didn't, right? So maybe yeah, I never. Just, you, well, that's yeah. because you wear rose-colored glasses. <laughs> okay. And uh, who was that? That wasn't George Jones. Who was that? That was oh my god! That Probably was. Funny. No, it wasn't. It was D. It was DAC's favorite um, artist of all time. Oh, it's um, oh gosh. See, I'm gonna look it up. But that's his. Um, oh, Wade would tell you in two seconds. Um, and there's people out there screaming. Um, John Conley. John Conley. Yes, I should have known is, that. He, he is David Allen Coe's favorite male vocalist of all time he has told us that and we actually this record that we were that we're messing around with that will eventually come out with david true i don't remember did john conley say he might have sang something on it wade may have pulled some strings and got john conley to sing something on it with david after david had well, already recorded not to get down to country music yeah, 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 yeah. Train, but you've got because I was going to tell a backfiring car story, but yeah, what's a bad like? Like I don't. I, I mean, I'm not. We've already established. I'm not a hunter. I'm not a big gun guy at all. I have been around. You know, my dad used to have guns, shoot guns. I've been around those guys at the farm shooting guns. I had never heard gunshots sound like that. I mean, it sounded like a cannon. You know, and Chris, Christy, you know, who worked a lot. Well, what kind of gun was it? Oh, I, don't, I don't even have, I have no clue. Like, I can't believe, to me, it would have had to have been a shotgun. 
What's the, the date? Is it, what's the date? This is where are we on the first week of December or the second week of December? Mm, yesterday would have been December 11th. Okay. A year from now, I want you to ask me about a short barreled rifle. I'm going to tell a story, but I'm not. I'm going to wait a year before I tell it. <laughs> oh God, we. How am I going? Where am I going to leave it? Okay, let's I don't see. know. Maybe one of your, maybe one of the audience will remind me. Fifty-two weeks, maybe Big T Rich or somebody reach back and say, "Tell us the short barreled rifle story." Okay, I'm gonna, I'm it's gonna lean fresh in. In we're gonna lean on one of our, one of our. Uh, yep. One of our it's too fresh for me to tell you, but my favorite car backfiring story. I used to be, a, I still am a Chevy connoisseur, but I used to be back in the day when you could get a square body truck for next to nothing. I had a real nice '86 short bed Chevy four wheel drive with a four speed in it, and it was sitting on the side of US 50 out here west of Jefferson City, and I bought it, and I had a Suburban. But I bought it just because it looks good, and I thought it was a little sexier. And I just started dating what is now my wife. And I lived in Mexico, Missouri, with my roommate, who was also a patrolman with me. And he was in a he was a cobra slash. He was old enough. He started with cobras, and he finished with Apache. So if we got any attack uh, rotor pilots in our audience, they'll know what I'm talking about. So he was a. Uh, he's actually just retired from the guard as a as a CW four training guy, and and so he's a rotor pilot. Okay, and we lived in a duplex, and he parked in the garage, and sometimes I'd pull behind him because we had two trooper cars in, in out on the street in the front or whatever. So my wife, she was a girlfriend time. She showed up at my house earlier maybe i had to work like something was transpiring where she was there with my roommate and my roommate wanted to needed to go somewhere okay so he called me back when you we had bag phones remember phones you know oh yeah so he called me on the bag phone and said can i take your truck or whatever and i said yeah so my wife instead of just waiting there bored i don't even know if we had cable tv I don't even know if we had a TV. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Cause I know I didn't have a TV when, when we, he went back in the army full time and, and when our lease was up and, and I went and moved in by myself and I know I didn't have a, t- I didn't have a TV of my own from the time I left my mother's house to the time I got married. I didn't have a TV. Okay. So. Cause you're too cheap to buy one or you just didn't have the need for one. Well, what did I need a TV for? I could watch myself if I wasn't entertained. Um, I had a mirror. Anyhow. <laughs> oh, that's a Patreon. Get, that's a Patreon episode. Let me make a note that. And I, this, this truck, I had bought this truck, and the longer I had drove it, the worse it it started running bad. And the, the longer I drove it, the worse it got to running. It still started to run like all good Chevrolets. So he called and said, hey, I need to move your truck. And I said, well, just take it if you need to. Okay. So my wife jumps in the truck, and this is a story that she loves to tell. And they're driving to kind of the main drag business 15 or whatever in, in Mexico, Missouri. And there's uh, the building's old school where the building's still got these big glass windows. You know what I'm talking about? You know how they have just big glass fronted stores from the 50s and 60s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but as he's driving it, it's buck jumping and coughing, and it just it keeps wanting to die on him. Right? So they're stopped at a stoplight, <clears throat> and Jim's trying to Jim's trying to get keep it running. And this woman pulls up in the turn lane, so it's one lane in each direction with a turn lane in the middle. A woman rolls up and puts her passenger side window down. And Jimmy puts his window down and says yes. And she said, "Sir, your truck's on fire." And they look over in that storefront window, <laughs> and they can see fire coming because it had, it had like, you know, back in the days when you'd have like eighteen, twenty-inch glass packs turned down right behind the cab. That's what it had, with flames coming out. So, needless to say, uh, they got to give a big kick out. And of course, Jim and his—he's just—he was always calm. He was de- he's deadpan guy all the time, right? And he said, "Thanks," and just rolled up the window. And they said they she sat there over there, and when the light turned green, just took off uh, this truck a popping and a hopping and backfiring. <laughs> and you know what's crazy is I was driving it the next day, and it quit. <laughs> And I couldn't get it to run. And I sat there and run the battery dead trying to start it. And I got my Suburban and I drove over there. My Suburban was 86 also. Three-quarter ton with a 350 in it. This four, this the short bed had a 305. And I don't know what made me look, but as I'm trying to jump start it, I look at the distributor on my 86 that runs like a top on my Suburban. And I look over the distributor on my short bed and then bolt that holds your distributor down had come loose so my distributor was either advancing or retarding and you'd have to get a mechanic to tell you which one would flood out probably retarded i assumed so i reached up there and i turned it now no timing light or nothing i kind of turned it to where it looked about like the one in, in my suburban fired right up i tightened the bolt down and drove it never did time it <laughs> And, and, and they never broke down never the main drag the... of that street every third or fourth shift because it's a four speed pop bang boom so <clears throat> mm-hmm. so, so you say well you say i very well could have been just some guy well although i know it wasn't because of the, in the news it said in the news maybe a guy you know. mm-hmm. so those bolts had to land somewhere if they didn't hit the guy like I've read where people have in celebration shot guns up, shot guns up in the air, and the bullets come down mm-hmm. and kill somebody. It always comes down. Shooting in the air well, is I know the it's always thing in the world. Yes, well, I know so, it's always going to hey, come down. Look at them, and I and I hate to talk about the 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 uh, some of the Western Asians like this, but you go look at some of these Sandland videos where they have a wedding celebration and they're out shooting AKs and different stuff, and and about every third one of them, somebody gets shot accidentally. Because the bullet's got to be coming just as fast down as it would be. Well, speed of gravity, 9.8 meters per second squared, right? It was proven in a guinea and feather tube. If you say so. I don't, this Dude, isn't... don't you remember physics from this, like, eighth grade stuff? No, I don't. I mean, I remember being in physics, and that's about it. So, anyway, it falls with speed, is, speed obviously, a little less than the, the true. For the true speed of gravity, it's got to be in a vacuum. Are you just quoting, are you just quoting what the... Uh... Scarecrow said in the Wizard of Oz when they handed him a, a brain. No, they handed no. him the medal for. No, I thought when you handed him the brain, he quoted, uh, "If if the temperature and the dew point are within six degrees of each other, absent wind, you will have fog." That's what no, he said. No, that's not what he. Qu- that's not what he quoted. Or didn't he do the Pythagorean theorem or something? I don't even know what the that means. Of, the, 
I am merely a I am merely a product of public schools in the Ozarks. You know what I mean? I, I can't make miracles. You can't make miracles. Mm-hmm. I can't oh. I can't decipher. Double knot. I got if you want me to count very high, I gotta take my shoes off. <laughs> well at least at least it's just your shoes, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't want I don't do even numbers. When I gotta do odd numbers, that's it takes yeah, I gotta look for see who's watching. <laughs> you you said something about a uh, about a bag phone and that reminded me of uh the one harvest I, I was out on the farm, I was with another one of my buddies, we were running the uh the dryer for the grain uh-huh. bin. Grain dryer, okay. Mm-hmm. And um you know, back then I we're talking twenty some years ago. Oh, we had those like FM radios. Like so, all the all the I know semis, what FM radio is. Yes, I mean not that we listened to, but that we talked on. They called. Oh them yeah, FM. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and uh, so all the tractors and everything had them, so we could all talk to each other. And and we're in the in the you know, and they're running, checking the uh, grain, see how wet it is and stuff. And, and uh, all of a sudden. I hear my stepdad yelling over the FM. Like, what is he? What is he saying? We heard fire. We heard something. Like, oh my God, something's on. It sounded like the field's on fire. The tractor's on fire. So we jump in the truck, and he's probably five miles away. And when the truck we're in, we can still hear, hear the F, you know, the FM. And he's like, you know, talking to some of the other guys and. And you know we we grabbed a, um, a fire extinguisher, okay, like a little fire extinguisher is in the grain elevator, and we get to the field and here the combine he was in caught fire, and he was out in the middle of the beans and shut off the combine or shut off the header. Yep. And was trying to get out of the rest of the beans as the combine <laughs> became, fire. became fully engulfed. Yeah. And he basically jumped down the last two steps into the field before the cab and everything just went up. Okay. Now, this was about, I don't know, six o'clock in the afternoon. And his dad, who was somewhat retired from the farm but he was always around the farm but but about four o'clock four thirty him and his girlfriend they were going they were heading to the amvets okay oh yeah where they should be right <laughs> where they should be yeah uh-huh. and so of course he gets uh somebody must have called some somehow that's, somebody hey that's the way hey, that's the way news travels out there in the country yeah well somebody got a hold of him up at the amvets and said hey Dave's on the field, the combine's on fire. And he and he had to tell the, the fire, the volunteer fire. Who were all at the bar with him. Where no, he met them oh. on the way out. And okay. they couldn't figure out where where he where uh, my stepdad was. Well they can't gets, see the smoke? No, they could they couldn't. Okay. This is this is this are volunteers. God love them, but they didn't know exactly where they were going. Right. And so he tells them. Sometimes. He tells them they all get out there, 
my my stepdad's like leaned over the thing, the combine just behind him, just gone, totaled, just mm-hmm. burning. My stepdad's like sweating, breathing, and uh, Ike, that's what we called his dad, walks up and cigarette in his mouth and goes, and his my stepdad's nickname is Hilligan, and he goes, Hilligan, uh, did you get my uh, did you get my phone out of there for you? Because he had one of those bag phones. Right. <laughs> Left in the combine. Uh-huh. My stepdad like looks at him like up look because Ike is about five foot eight. My stepdad's about six six. And he kind of looks up and he goes, Your phone? I barely got my blankety blank, you know, out of there myself. He goes, You want your phone? Go climb up there and get it. And that's all you could ask about was the phone. Like, well, that, you know, sometimes I had somebody tell me one day, I, you know, I was talking about all the dumb stuff that people told me when my brother died. Okay. And then somebody told me, a person that's really a pillar of the community, told me that that's their way, you know, and, and who's been around a lot of different things. You know, a state trooper told me that that's, you know, they a lot of times they just look for something to say. You know, it's their it's their way of closure too, but a lot of times they're just looking for something to say. Yeah. So yeah, back I then, I mean, I my my question, said. if it had been my combine, I'd have said, "Where's the insurance policy?" Because twenty years ago they were only three hundred and fifty thousand. Now they're a million. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, yeah. Um, here's what's crazy is, is, I mean, it burnt that thing. To the crisp. Oh, to the crisp. Like, it, you know, the tires melted. You know what yep, I'm saying? I've seen a and couple it, fires earlier this year up North Missouri that were just, and I guess those things, they just get so much grain dust and all the bear. My buddy told me it's a, a bearing because I asked him what happens. He says, what happens is a bearing is worn out and that yeah. gets hot and, 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 and it, it ultimately sparks it, you know, and uh, boof. Mm-hmm. Well, there, uh, well, what happened? Well, so the things like, we're like, how are we getting this out of the field? You know what I'm saying? And you mean the burnt wreckage of this thing? The burnt wreckage of it. And they said, don't worry about it. Somebody came someplace that, what wasn't even the insurance, some place that specializes in, uh, you know, tractors and stuff, wrecked wrecked ones, bought that thing. And so I'm talking, this is 1998. Okay. Uh, I think they paid ten or fifteen thousand dollars for that. For thing. what was left of it? For the all it was left of was the drive shaft. That was it. That was the only thing they said they could salvage off of it. So it was and all they, like the internal axles in the housings and stuff. Yep. And they came out there and waited till the ground got a little bit, you know, was enough for them to get the uh, semi out there, and they got that thing right up on a flatbed semi. Took it right on out. So after the insurance settled with them and totaled it, then they got, then they, then they just went ahead and sold it for, you know, whatever scrap that scrap. Was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Well, oh. hey, good for them, right? That's why the American I, farmer can't make it. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Um, I told you we, we got a lot of reaction about our uh, our take on Yellowstone last mm-hmm. week. Um, do you feel like do you feel like we were we were should have been talking about Yellowstone? I don't remember what we even said. <laughs> do we? Except for uh, Beth, what made it worth watching? Beth was what made it worth watching. Costner's the second one that's worth watching. I, I don't know. Tell. I like I like Rip. I think Rip is the guy. You know what? I don't like. You know why I don't like watch Rip? It reminds me so much of myself. I think I could have been on TV when I see Rip. Rip is playing me on that show. Really? Okay. Uh. Yeah. If the fans want to know what I look like and how I act, just look at Rip on Yellowstone, and then that'll be me. I mean, that's all you. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's about it. Um. God. Speaking of, uh, if the fans want to see what you look like. Like, um, I think we could. I don't have the I don't have the finalized uh, uh, details, but I think next year we're going to be doing our first live show where people can buy tickets and come to the theater and, and watch us. There you go. Make sure How about it's that small and dark, <laughs> smoke filled. <laughs> Make sure. It's... Well, of course we're not going to be the headliners. But you know. I'll release I'll release those details when they're mm-hmm. when they're. Um, 
You know, I've been Those listening. To you. I've been I've been listening to that uh, cocaine and rhinestones. Oh yeah, how you like? And let me tell. Well, I've I've just about you know I normally listen to a lot of political podcasts, mm-hmm. and I have not listened to a political podcast till you took me. I've been on the. I forgot the first one. I, I think I, I listened to one of the blues ones. Uh, uh, Robert Johnson going down a crossroads or something like that. Oh but no I no no! You're this. not you're you're listening to. You mean you're listening to? Um, not not cocaine and rhinestones. That's Tyler yes. Coe. No, you're listening to Disgraceland. Is Robert Johnson? I think no. I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, so I listened to that Disgraceland. I've been listening to the George. Jones Tammy Wynette Chronicles for the last that, three days. That's on cocaine you, and Ryan's death. And I'm telling you what, dude, my wife just bought this um, karaoke machine for the kids for Christmas. Yeah. She thinks it'll be great, even though they're about too old to act stupid, but whatever. So <laughs> she was spending all this time to try to get it working today. And, you know, my, my, my kid, of course, Monday, my, anyway, this is just how Christmas is anymore, right? And the kids that are going to use it the most are sitting right there watching her mess with it. She's going to rewrap it up so we can take it back apart. So they were trying to Bluetooth their phones and, you know, just stupid stuff. My youngest boy said he wanted to be a rapper. He wanted to put some vanilla ice in there or some Kid Rock or whatever. And, of course, my <laughs> wife, huh? She was putting in They George jacked Jones. around and they wanted me to sing something. So I said, You need to put on some George Jones. And I don't, none of them had heard of him. You Are know? you kidding me? I, they acted like they didn't. My old lady should have known, but who knows? You know, once you get married and have a few kids, they forget every damn thing. Um, so I had them put on, uh, We're not the Jetsons. We're not the Jet Sets. We're the Chevrolet Sets. Oh. Oh, not the Jets. Yeah, you don't talk about. <laughs> Looked at me like I was dumbest because when I'm listening to that, when I'm listening to the cocaine rhymes, he fills in with so many of them songs, right, and tells you oh, back yeah. Yeah. different stuff, right? And I'm telling you, he has. I don't think he's featured a bad song yet. You know what no. happens? I see no. stuff like that, huh? No, it's great. It's great. And for okay, so for people that don't know what we're talking about, we kind of mix. We kind of talked about two podcasts here. One is a podcast called Cocaine and Rhinestones, that is um, by Tyler Coe, which is David Allen Coe's son. Who they and we'll get into this. We'll get into this on a later podcast. A little bit of the David Tyler thing, but. Tyler does, it is like a college class on country music. I mean, so it's not just for your casual fan. It's for somebody that really enjoys history. and under. Yes, so some of them go a couple hours sometimes. Oh, yeah, like three hours, a couple of them. They are really intense. But, I mean, if you really like, like, for instance, this season that we're talking about, it's it's George Jones and Tammy Wynette. Anything you want to know. And see, oh. I didn't realize she started out as a hairdresser. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Oh yeah. And so, and so then for so the other one that I referenced, Disgraceland, which you were, which was talking about Robert Johnson. Okay. I I'll just go ahead and say it. We if if you if any any of our fans know Disgraceland, then this you'll be excited about this. But Jake Brennan, the host of Disgraceland. 
and I have been messaging, and he is going to come on with me and the Howler in the new year, and we're going to do a show, and it should, it'll probably be off the charts. It'll be off the charts good, uh, show, because if you haven't heard Disgraceland, go check it out. And tell Jake, them what it's about. Tell them what it's about. Well, Dis- Disgraceland is about... Um, Jake the personal Brennan. potholes that some of these musicians yes, like yes. have to navigate, and some yeah. of them don't navigate. Some of them navigate better than others. Yeah, and so it's 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 another fantastic, uh, you know, podcast on mu- on the music industry. Uh, like you were referencing Robert Johnson. For people that don't know Robert Johnson, he's the soul uh, blues singer who blues singer. Suppose, supposedly sold his soul to the devil so he could play blues. Um, better than anyone else and it's a right. great story and he does all this research there's ones which, on james which, brown from Little you Richard. guys in the 80s if you remember oh ralph uh macchio macchio, macchio and the, the karate the, kid yeah yes right. they had they did a movie called uh crossroads crossroads yeah. in what about 84 yeah. 85 it was it came out right after karate kid i think right yeah, and he, right. It came out about the second about the second Karate Kid. Do you know who the devil was? The guitar playing devil. Well, I don't remember who. Steve I, one of the best rated guitar players in the world at the time. Uh, but he like um, I heard a good one on uh, Disgraceland about um, Mama Cass, Mama Cass uh-huh. from Mama and Papa's, and how her connection to uh, um, oh, what's her name, Roman Polanski's Sharon Tate. And the and the Manson murders, uh, there was a great one on on uh, Charles Manson being connected to James Taylor and yes, I was the listening. Beach Boys. I, that's the second one I listened to, or maybe it was the first one. There's uh-huh. great one. There's great ones on Chuck Berry. I mean, he's got about hundred episodes, and then he's branched off. There's one about sports. There's one about movie stars. He, his podcast is. Very well researched, great storytelling, and it's and it's all you know. I, I, I mean, Tyler's is the cocaine and rhinestones is a college class. This is uh, very informative, but it's a little more fun, I should say. Right? I mean, it's it's a little yes, more fun. Has a little con- more flair. I don't want to say he he pokes fun at him, but you yeah. know what's what's, and obviously people are you know. Uh, The smart people realize, let me rephrase that. How do I define smart people? Realize that these famous people sometimes aren't that bright. Just because they're (laughs) famous and and make a lot of money. I can't call them rich because they seem to not be able to keep their money very well. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right? But just because they're popular and they make a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean they're smart. And when you hear about some of the stupid stupid things that they, I mean, and I don't want to rail on Tammy, God rest her soul, but she must've been an idiot. Yeah. I mean, listen, you want to talk about a troubled soul. Well, I'm going to tell you this and and I'm surprised Tyler, uh, you know, and Tyler and his dad do not talk. Okay. And they haven't talked for many, many years. And like I said, we'll get into that maybe with Jake Brennan. Because I think maybe you know maybe we'll that'll be some some road we go down with him, but um, I'm surprised because you know and I know David on a level that a lot of people probably don't, 
and have heard some stories and, and some of the explanations, you know, for what thing people think about him from his mouth. And I got to be honest with you, George Jones is a hundred times worse of a person as a person than David ever was. I'm just going to say that. I mean, the stuff that George Jones was into and did to himself. Yes. And just, well, I mean, and, and but maybe it's maybe he's. People I think, think he talk about rose colored glasses. I think they look at George Jones with rose colored glasses a little bit because he seemingly was such, you know, thought of as such a just great, a good old boy. I mean, yeah. then they talk about that. He basically embraced the alcoholic, old alcoholic, good old George, you know, yeah. and, 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 and really reinvigorated his career with that. Just all shucks. You know, he's doing <laughs> the best he can. <laughs> right yeah yeah meanwhile he's ain't much different than the guy sitting in front of the liquor store you know on the bench with the you know laying you know taking a nap with the, with the bot with a bottle and a bag between his legs or something you know he, he's probably not even that good i mean in fact he did live in his car for i don't know if you've got well, to that i mean how many yet, times i to say this how many times do I have to say is you can live in your car, but you can't drive your house. So I don't fault, fault people. And the way these trucks cost nowadays, I mean, if you get a new truck, you got to live in it. It's more than my first house. But And maybe it's because I always thought Tammy Wynette was just a clean, good-hearted woman. Because that was what she was trying, you know, stand by your man. She was trying to, you know, that that's what the industry put for her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. And then you hear yeah. just some of the just absolute craziness. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, I was stunned. I mean, I did not even come close to know how her, you know, her final days were. Like, I was shocked. I totally shocked um, as to what, how her life was there at the end, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, could, I, I, I don't know. I could not wrap my head around but I mean, it's it is. I mean, it's real life, man. I mean, like you said, just because just because they're rich or famous or both doesn't mean they're they're living any better than the rest of us. Oh, you know, in some ways, you'd think they're living bad. You know what I mean? Well, they're it's just train wreck after train wreck. I tell you, the happiest guy I seen last week, and not, not just close on this. I don't even know what made me think about it, but maybe you saying that they're not living any better than us. Okay, I asked a friend of mine today if they ever thought about. Uh, turning Amish or Mennonite, and they thought I was joking or something. <laughs> but my kid, my youngest kid's a deer killing machine. Okay. At 13, he's not 14 yet, but he has surpassed my lifetime kill number of deer. He's killed four deer in the last, you know, I don't know, two weeks. So, how many are you allowed to kill that? Well, I, I got a farm in North Missouri, so as a landowner, they give me actually give me ten tags just for my property. Oh, so really? I put okay. three in his name, three in my name, and I don't remember. I didn't take all ten. I I think I gave my daughter two or three too in case she wanted, you know, which is fifty fifty on. You know, she's not. She's a hell of a shotgun shooter. When it comes to pulling the trigger on Bambi, sometimes it doesn't work out the best. Um, anyhow. They have a thing called share the harvest where you can donate your deer and it goes to feed the needy. 
So North Central Missouri's got some pockets of CWD, chronic waste disease. It's a, it's some kind of a brain spinal disease that these deer get, and that's why they want to kill a bunch of them. They think the more deer they kill, the more samples they get, and they can better combat this. Okay. Yeah. Two things happen. It reduces the herd. So this last week was was a doe season only, antler season. So I took my son up to my land and he, you know, killed a couple and 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 I just I've already got the first couple we killed him and another kid. Anyway, I've already got two of them in the freezer. Now I'm going to get two more. So I told him I said because him and this other boy that never went deer hunting, he took we took him, and I said you guys can kill whatever you want. And on Saturday, and I said, kill everything you see if you want, and then because I'm going to donate them all. I got I called the donation guy on the list and said, you know, there's a locker, so these there's a little you got to take them to an approved locker. You know, there yeah. are two things they can check for CWD and then a donation anyway. So this locker is about 35 miles out in the country. It just popped up on the list this year. I called the guy. Boy, he answered the phone. Now he had a Mennonite sound Mennonite last name. If you've been around. Amish Mennonites. They got Yoder, some last names, Yoder, huh? Miller. Yeah, Yoder, just Miller. like that. Just like that. And uh, so, so, but what, he answered the phone, which that put him in the Mennonite category because the Amish guys won't have a phone. Um, anyhow. Well, put, this is a pay phone. We put these dead deer <laughs> in the truck I, and we drive out in the country. And sure enough, at the when I make the turn at the at the gravel road, when it goes from blacktop to gravel, there's something that says like a Smith harness shop or so. I think it's a harness shop. And I said, okay, so this guy is my my stereotype because I'm a judge. I judge people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I pulled up this place, and sure enough, I mean, it's just a Mennonite butcher shop, and he was so nice and friendly so for, for being a saturday night some stranger showing up with two dead deer before it was over with two more strangers showed up with two more dead deer and he was a young guy probably in his late 20s early 30s he was just friendly i mean just friendly he just opened that business that one gentleman asked him and he said this is the second year he's took 210 deer and um I just liked it so much. I made, oh, and he had two boys with him. This one kid's there, you know, blonde haired, blue eyed boys. And, and he was filling out the paperwork and he said, well, take him. He'll show you where to take them and they'll start skinning them. One kid was on crutches because apparently he broke his foot somehow. And, um, playing what his dad said. If these kids, this is what this Mennonite says. If, they, if they'd spend more time working, as much time working as they do playing. And you know they work them like dogs. You know what I mean? So I'm, <laughs> I I'm thinking, what are you hey, talking man. about? Dude? I was going to say, Me, my yeah. kids. You know, um, that's that's really that's really something for men and I guys. Yeah, saying that. Yeah, does that if he worked as hard working as he did playing? Um, <laughs> but that we brought these dead deer around back, and these kids, seven years old, had the knife. Nine years old, the crutch was helping hook him up, and I mean they went to. They went to cutting on these deer like uh, Edward Scissorhands or something. Just <laughs> And I liked it so much. I said, hey, you got any Mennonite merch? You got any merch in this place? Because I thought he didn't not realize he ain't got no Mennonite merch. Mennonites ain't got merch. <laughs> but we do. But we. Well, you know, I thought maybe we should have one for him. You know, we should have. A, uh-huh. 
We did. How about that? Like we, we're but we're just about ready to open up the new merch store. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, how'd you like that Ozark Howler candle? Well, I was I worried about what, what it was going to smell. I saw my late one, know what it smelled like. I don't know what it smells like, but. Because if it's but, true Ozark, it smells like two-stroke oil and two-stroke gasoline and, and <laughs> you know, burnt wood. Well, let's open the, speaking of burnt wood, I do, I'm going to put out something. I saw some, something come across my Instagram feed, and I, I didn't know if it was a joke or whatever, but I, I figure maybe one of our listeners might have one of these. They're called City Bonfires, and there's these two dudes talking about how they how they, uh, you know, like to sit around the fire in the backyard or whatever, but they spent so much time worrying about their kids falling into the fire that they decided to make a little portable bonfire. And it's like in a little can, canister that you open up, you can have like a little self-contained like fire on your... How big is it? It ain't very big. It looked like a... Five-gallon bucket or something? Oh, not even that big. It looked like a little like tin tuna can like double like a double that size that you open up the lid and it's just like a little bonfire i've never heard of such i you know i seen a bonfire the only city bonfire last bond i told you about the the homeless people sitting out aretha franklin's house in memphis <laughs> yeah yeah oh mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, geez and so anybody i was wondering if any of our uh, listeners have ever used one of these city bonfires i'd like to, it'd look kind of cool might be a I good thought Chris, just used an old barrel or something well that's you know, that's for a bonfire in the city you know this when you said really called city bonfire. when you said city bonfire have you ever seen the pallet fires they have in the competing towns over there in the netherlands outside of amsterdam there's a river that cuts through there and i don't if you google up pallet fire in amsterdam You'll get it. So there's two towns that build these uh, giant, basically pallet. You know, they stack pallets up. Was it, are you sure it's not like a Viking funeral or something over there? And every year they try to get it, but I heard this last year was going to be the worst one because, or the last one because they made it so big. See right here, 2019 Netherlands New Year's Eve beach fires banned. Oh, they met, see they screwed up a good thing. They always do. You know what that is? That's people letting the government take over their life instead of taking over the government. If people would just take over the government, we wouldn't have to worry about these clowns. The, you mean the ones burning the pallets on the beach? Yeah, we wouldn't have to worry about the freaking government telling them no. <laughs> right? Um, before we jump off here, I, I got the quote. I got the Scarecrow's quote. Here we go. The sum of the square roots of any two sides of an isosceles triangle is equal to the square root of the remaining side. How about that? Yeah, because if they're equal, they're equal. Yeah, I, I'm reading it. I'm still don't. <laughs> there you go. So, all right. Well, you, wait, you never did tell the Trader Joe story. There's a trader in many, when I worked in Minneapolis, there's a big Trader Joe's down the road from our office. And when it opened, these guys go over there and ooh and ah over to Trader Joe's and they buy a little, you know, little tins of this fancy food or that. T- I mean, you know what kind of stuff's in there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and they said something to me about going to Trader Joe's one day. And I said, dude, I, I got all these right by my house. 
And they said, no, this is Trader Joe's. They didn't realize Trader Joe's owned by Aldi's. You're just, you're just paying, you know what I mean? You're just paying for the name, dude. Oh, see, now, now I'm disappointed. Because I got an Aldi's. I live to go to Trader Joe's because I like the, I like the, the, the uh, skin products. Well, there you so, go. Because they don't sell skin products at Aldi's. You just they do cheap groceries yeah. and you bring your own box. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, got like prom. You got to bring your <laughs> bring your own box, and hopefully, it's not too cheap. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.